right, welcome boys and girls. This is Ikoi Ivy and this is the MMA Reaction. So let's get this shit started. Uh, first up, Cyborg vs. Nunez, Nunez has been announced for UFC 232, uh, which is December 29th. It'll be in Las Vegas, the T-Mobile Arena. And this will be Chris Cyborg putting up her featherweight belt against Amanda's bantamweight belt. Or rather, Amanda Nunez is going to attempt to uh, be a dual weight champion. She will be a champ champ herself. Um, is it possible for Nunez to win? Of course it is. She has the tools. She has the skill. She has the ability against anybody except for Cyborg. I just don't think anybody beats Cyborg. She's too big, too strong, too fast, too technical uh, for any woman to compete against her. Um, she has a legitimate advantage just in the fact of her physical dimensions. It's like, it's like a heavyweight fighting a middleweight. That's really what it's like. The fact is that she has to kill herself to even make featherweight, let alone she's completely um, essentially banned from making bantamweight because she literally almost died last time she tried to make 135 pounds. She's just too big. Physically, she's too big. Bone structure-wise, musculature-wise, she's too damn big. And you accompany that size with this skill that she possesses for real, I just don't know how Amanda gets it done. And I also believe that should this contest hit the ground, I kind of think that Cyborg's a little bit better on the ground too, or at least at least uh, she is not gonna get submitted and has the real ability to get back up to, to smash Amanda in the face again. Uh, this is a good fight for Amanda in terms of notoriety, in terms of reputation, legacy, all that stuff, because I don't think that Cyborg's going to necessarily finish her in, in one round like everybody else. Amanda's very tough and she's very good and she's smart. She'll probably uh, imagine the first couple of rounds will be a feeling out process. She'll kind of try to stay away from uh, Cyborg's power and um, try to manage distance to the best of her ability. But at the end of the day, Cyborg is Cyborg for a reason. Nobody really wants to fight her. And uh, I see her defending her belt, uh, workman-like, let's say. I don't want to say easy, but it'll be workman-like. Okay, next up, Dana White compared Conor McGregor to his Ali or or like a Mike Tyson. Now, not skill-wise, not reputation-wise, but, but in terms of... Uh, when he saw when he saw McGregor for the first time, he was c convinced that he was going to be a star, which is pretty accurate. Um, apparently, back in 2015, Lorenzo Fertitta said the same thing. Said that Conor was like the Irish Muhammad Ali, in a way. And again, this is talking more about media and promotion and Conor's ability to make people want to see him fight. So all that seems fairly accurate to me. I don't. I don't see, I think Connor's an, an, an interesting character in, in MMA history. And his footnote's always gonna be, this guy came in like gangbusters, he came in, he said what he was gonna do, and more importantly, he did what he said for the most part. Um, I mean, he got that reputation of being a mystic Mac for a reason, he was able to call several of his fights and how they were gonna end, and he did it. So, um, I think, when all things are said and done in, in terms of mixed martial arts, Conor McGregor is always gonna be that guy that people are gonna remember. Whether you like him or not, doesn't matter. That is the reality of the situation.
Uh, keeping with that Dana White uh, tip here, uh, he said that he's not going to apologize for bashing his own UFC fighters. And this mostly stems from being hypercritical of uh, his fighters' performances. And uh, I'm going to read you what he said. He basically said, well, guess what? This isn't the fun business. You don't get to go out and put on a terrible performance and act like you just did something incredible. Um, the guys that I went after and the guys that I did that to, if you watch their performances and what happened that night, most of them deserved it. I think what we've what, what we fail, and I had made a post about this, is is that the same things that we love about Dana White is the same things that we kind of disparage at the same time. You're never going to find a promoter like Dana White. Dana White, the reason we love him is because he's brash and he speaks his mind and he's emotional as fuck. And he, communi- the way he communicates and the way he says things, the way he describes things is all based on emotion. So there's lots of times where if you ask him at the wrong time, he's going to give you the business. He's going to tell you what he thinks. Then in retrospect, maybe what he said wasn't exactly accurate or wasn't really necessary. However, that same passion, that same fire, that same emotion is the reason that mixed martial arts is where it's at. Because we can say whatever we want. Dana White, the UFC, and the Fertitas built MMA on their back. And they, they lost a lot of money for several years before this MMA train really took off. And I don't think that... It's not that they don't get credit for it, but I think sometimes people don't recognize how much energy and work they really, really put into it. That doesn't mean that I, I agree with Dana White. Not that whether I agree with him really fucking matters. I mean, he, the dude's worth a half a billion dollars. Nobody gives a fuck what I think about him. But I don't agree with him all the time, and I don't agree with his tactics all the time. And I think that at times he's, he's so emotional that his comments and his critiques and his, his analysis of a specific fight's in some cases can really hurt a career, can really hurt a career. And he's so, he's so, uh, he takes things so personal in terms of like social media or comments from other fighters or, um, you know, it's the same thing like with the Schaub situation, you know, Schaub makes a comment about kickboxers going into MMA and Dana White immediately attacks Schaub. Instead of constructively looking at the context of what was actually said, and wanting to have a maybe having a counter argument or a good debate with Shab. Instead, he just attacks Shab immediately, calls him a bum fighter. Only went six and five in the UFC. He's terrible. This is this is the emotional Dana White that we have to deal with. Now, could you imagine if Shab was still a heavyweight fighter? Now, what would have that done to he, to to Shab's status, right, or his um, uh, his public persona necessarily? Because people listen to Dana White. People love Dana White. People people take Dana White's comments to gospel. A lot of people do. And I think it's something I can relate to because I'm an emotional person as well. I'm, I'm, I'm regularly uh, speaking emotionally uh, and then I have to kind of have self-retrospect and go, okay, I need to, I need to calm the fuck down and, and, and stop being so emotional. It's the same thing with Dana. Dana, except for Dana doesn't make any apologies because he's, he's a half a billion dollar man. He don't give a fuck. And maybe he shouldn't. So is it fair to to criticize Dana White? Well, that doesn't really matter. I mean, is it fair for him to criticize his own fighters? You think he's trying to build this brand, but he's so harsh on some of his fighters. Uh, who knows, man? I don't know. I think 
I think mixed martial arts would not be the same without Dana, though. Dana is is one of the most important puzzle pieces. I mean, I put Dana White in the same category as Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin, number one. I mean, that's how important to MMA he really was. So it is what it is. I don't think, I mean, it's, it's not even whether I think. I know he's not going to change. He is who he is, and we should appreciate him for what he is. But also, we should be critical of Dana White. We should question the things he says and, the, and how he... he runs business practices. I will say this, since the 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 purchase and the buyout of the UFC and the Fertitas are no longer in the picture, I haven't it see it would appear and I don't obviously I don't I'm not I'm not connected to, to the UFC or Dana White or anything like that. So it's, it's just my perception of interviews and comments and things that he puts out. It seems like he's a little more wound up lately. Like he's under a little bit more pressure. He's he's he snaps a lot easier now. Um but maybe he's fucking tired. Where's his motivation? You know what I mean? Where's the motivation? Does he still want to carry this sport further? Is he going to continue to be the president of the UFC? I mean, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We don't know uh, what's in his head or what he's thinking. But when, when he wants us to know, he'll let us know. Okay, next up. Uh, this is a quote from Justin Gaethy. God damn it. I should say Gagey. I think it's Gagey. I'm a fucking moron. Justin Gagey doesn't just want to be exciting he wants to be the best in the world and this is an interesting thing right because justin carries a fight style that one doesn't tend to lend itself to any kind of fight late longevity he doesn't fight in a like a fighter who wants a long career in world series of fighting or the professional fighter league now right he was their champion and i think his his live or die by the sword fighting style worked in World Series of Fighting, he was the champion. Whether we like it or not, the very best of the best is in the UFC. And when they put Justin in a contest with the best of the best, the success was not there. He didn't have the same success as he had at World Series of Fighting. That style, the style that we love, by the way, the style that we appreciate, that fucking grind, the, the, the I'm gonna, I will follow my sword if I have to, we love that, right? The, the just bleed guy inside of us all loves to watch Justin Gagey fight. I love to watch him fight. I don't think that that's the, style, that's the fight style that's going to win you championships. And that also doesn't mean that I think that Justin Gagey should change his fight style. He's been fighting that way his entire motherfucking career. You can't just take a guy like that and go, hey, how about you fight like Mighty Mouse now? Or how about you fight like Tyron Woodley? Or how about you fight like Donald Cerrone? You can't, you can't change the DNA of this guy. And unfortunately, his fighting style does not lend itself to being a world champion in the UFC. Some of you might not want to hear that, but I, I truly believe that. And if, if I, I hope that Justin proved me wrong at some point, but we've seen prime examples of what happens. And it's not good for Justin Gagey. Moving forward, however, he is fighting uh, James Vick this weekend. And I kind of favor Vick to win. Um, I think Vick is definitely on the ascension. He's definitely looking good. I think he's, he's a, a prospect that we need to pay attention to. He's very tall, very, very long, and he knows how to fight at distance, which is a very difficult thing to do, to use your frame the right way. So I don't 
want to come across as being a Gaethje hater. I love Justin Gaethje. I love what he represents. I love his warrior mentality. I really do. But I think in this day and age, in the day, this day and age of mixed martial arts, people are just too fucking good. Everybody's good. You look at the bottom of most cards, that bottom fighter who's, who's open up the vent. He's fucking good, man. He's good at fighting. Turns out he's really good at fighting, he or she. And I don't think that the Justin Gaethy, Gagey style of fighting translates to championships in this day and age of mixed martial arts. This sport is evolving. This sport is getting much better. Everyone's getting better. The worst fighters in the UFC are better than 90% of most fighters out there, right? And I just don't see, I don't see a path for championship or victory coming this weekend for Justin, even though I do, I really do love him. Uh, speaking of this weekend, this is a fight night. I can't, where is it at? It's in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, fight night, Gagey versus Vic. So obviously, uh, we talked about the main event. Uh, Michael Johnson and Andre Feely are coming back. That's a good fight. Um, seems like a semi layup for Michael Johnson. Although, um, Assuming that Andre's in shape and no problems through camp. I mean, he's going to give Michael Johnson trouble, but I'd imagine that Michael Johnson will come out with a victory. Uh, Courtney Casey versus Angela Hill, also a good, a, a real good uh, fight. I don't think Angela Hill gets quite the credit she deserves. She is the Invicta champion. She, she's struggled in the UFC level, but I think she probably gets it done against Courtney Casey. Uh, Jake Ellenberger said he's going to retire, I think, or if he loses this one, he needs to win this fight. He's fighting uh, Brian Barbarina. Um... Uh, I think Jake could probably beat Brian, but Brian's probably going to win. Maybe grinds out a decision. Maybe maybe catches a submission. Uh, John Moraga versus uh, Davison Figueredo. I got to be honest. I don't know who that guy is. I know who John Moraga is. I know what John Moraga could do. Uh, but I don't know anything about the other guy, so I guess I'll have to say John Moraga wins. Uh, Eric Anders versus Tim Williams. Eric Anders could probably win that. Um, if not by stoppage, you'll definitely get a dominant decision. Preliminary card, James Krause versus Warley Alves. Uh, James Krause, Yuri Alcantara versus Corey Sandhagen. I don't know who that guy is either. Andrew Sanchez versus Marcus Perez. I don't know this. And this is an interesting thing, right? Mickey Gall versus George Sullivan. Mickey Gall's on the first fight of the prelims? I mean... I don't know if that's where he should be or not, given his where he's at in his career. I know he, he did he did lose, but he's got more notoriety and a uh, bigger name value than, say, that John Moraga fight. But nonetheless, he's fighting. I like Mickey Mickey Gall though. I think he I think he he's a really good fighter, and I will I hope he's successful. Let me put it that way. Uh, yeah. So that's that's this weekend. Now, moving on, Faraz Sahabi. Now, this was interesting. He had said that he's, he was asked about the Khabib uh, versus McGregor fight. And his comment was, I don't see a very competitive fight, either direction. What he was saying is, it's going to go one of two ways. Either McGregor's going to dominate the stand-up and avoid the takedowns, and he's going to make the fight look one-sided. He's probably going to knock him out or catch him on a good counter or, or just beat him up for five rounds, right? But it's going to look dominant. Or Khabib's gonna get the clinch, do some dirty boxing, and then take it to the ground and ground and pound, and do that till 
either TKO stoppage, stoppage or a dominant decision. But what he's saying is that no matter how this fight goes, one of the two fighters is gonna look like a dominant champion. And I think that's pretty smart. I think that's, that's also very accurate. Um, I mean, I don't know how else to explain that better. Basically, we know what these two guys are gonna do. And I had talked about this before a little bit as well, is, is Khabib's not gonna stand there like he did with uh, Al Kenta. He's just not gonna do that. And like I said before, Khabib was so dominant against Al in those first two rounds that he goes, oh, well, this is gonna be easy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flex my stand-up game since it's too e- it's almost too easy to beat him on the ground like I do everybody else. And everyone wants to talk about how Khabib has a tons of openings and oh man, he was really exposed. He's not, he is human after all. Man, get the fuck out of here. He beat Al every single round standing up. Now I realize he has holes, he takes damage, he, he has chins, tends to stay right up in that air. And for a guy like McGregor, that's a real problem. That 100% that's a real problem. His uh, Khabib striking is nowhere near the level of McGregor, but let's not be stupid, because Khabib's not stupid. You really think that Khabib's gonna stand there and, and have a striking war with McGregor? That's fucking retarded. He's not gonna do that. He might, he might take a couple punches just to close the distance, get the clinch, Put him on the put him on his back and then probably leave him there for the duration of the round. That, I mean, that's what I see. Either either he beats him up, TKOs him, or he just holds him there like he does everybody else and uh, takes his shots. Now on the other side of that, if McGregor could tr- control distance and maybe open up Khabib with some of those uh, unorthodox kicks that he has to maintain distance he mean he could find that left hand if anybody in this world is gonna have is gonna find that left hand is gonna be connor connor has the innate ability to find a home for his power punch and he's done it time and time and time and time again the only x factor here really is that mcgregor's hasn't fought in mma for a couple years so we'll see um how the cage feels it's it's, it's not the same uh, he's been doing a lot of outside stress. He's got he had the baby, he had the the whole Dolly incident we all know about all that whole other horse shit. So we don't know where he's at mentally. However, Connor's not known to be mentally weak. He's kind of the opposite, known to be quite mentally strong. Khabib's also mentally strong. This is a really good fight, but I do tend to agree with Zahabi. It's going to look dominant uh, on either side of that coin. Either McGregor's going to look dominant or Khabib's going to look do- dominant. It's not going to be like a slobber knocker. It's not going to be a super competitive back and forth where, where it, it goes to decision. And, you know, one fighter wins three rounds and the other one wins two rounds. And there's a bunch of controversy and a bunch of conversation about which fighter won which round. That's not going to happen. At least, Well, I mean, at least I don't think it is. And if it does, I mean, that'd be, that'd be tremendous. But it's not going to be like an ATS kind of kind of fight i really don't see that i think sahabi is probably super accurate on that and damn son that was quick that's all my topics for today i hope you're listening if you have any questions comments concerns or statements for me or you want me to cover a topic or whatever hit me up at the mma reaction at gmail.com or on my instagram you can uh direct message me or whatever the fuck you want to do. If not, I hope you enjoyed it and I'll check you guys later.